<laughs> just in time for Father's Day. Kirby, can I put you down for a spare ribs or a pork butt candle? Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted, number 103, if my mathematics are correct. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is the good time player man, the commander of crayons and coloring books, <laughs> Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I'm doing really, really well. Commander of crayons. That's pretty good. I like oh, that. It's not commander, as good as Ninja, but yeah, I, I get It's not. You're the commander of crayons and coloring books. That's okay. That's fair. I, I feel pretty good about that. How are you? I'm doing great, doing awesome, uh, you know, getting ready for a, another great day here at Promo Corner. And you know who else is ready for a great day, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Oh, Kirby, I am so glad you asked me. That would be the good, good people at CoLab. We've talked about it. Bam Bams with Ben Taylor, T-Shirt Tycoon with Adam Walterscheid coming together. Two partner companies collaborating to give distributors a single PO solution with a single project manager, and that's what I love. Someone to shepherd you through the entire process for all your private label needs. That's you awesome. know, they re- yeah, it is awesome, isn't it? They want to focus on providing a transparent supply chain approach combined with the highest level of compliance that are demanded right now by corporate markets and consumer brands today. Mm-hmm. So I think I've mentioned it before. But since they're sponsoring this fine program, I'm going to mention it again. (laughs) They're launching at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th. And if you're not aware, ASI Chicago is actually in Chicago. (laughs) So if you'd like to learn more, head over to ttycoon.com slash collab. That's C-O-L-A-B. And uh, you can learn all about what they're planning to do. You can set an appointment with them while you're at the show. Or even if you're just walking the ASI Chicago show, and that's a really great show, they're going to be right across from each other. Bam Bam's booth 1907 t-shirt Tycoon's booth is 1714. So go ahead and head over to ttycoon.com slash collab. Kirby, they won't be sorry they did. They will not be sorry they did. Excellent. So you're doing well. If I we 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 always preach honesty and transparency on this podcast. Yep. You are still on vacation. <laughs> um, you're still on vacation because we just recorded one unscripted that we ended six minutes ago. <laughs> That's right. So batching um, and theming, baby. We, batching we, and theming. We are batching and theming. And so just so everybody's aware, we still did it exactly the same way. But I we were talking beforehand. I think this is the most preparation we've actually done for a podcast because we had to come up with a bunch of topics yes. in a very short, compressed period of time. Yes. But you know, hey, it keeps us on our toes, so it's good. It does keep us on our toes, Kirby. I started off last time. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, no, I'm going to go ahead and start off again. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. If you'd like to start off, why don't you kick okay. off this platinum edition, this other beach edition of Unscripted? <laughs> well, cool. So I wanted to dig into another email that I got uh, from PPAI, the PPB magazine, which, as okay. I've mentioned before, is probably my favorite um, in our industry. I just think they do a really, really good job. 
Sure. Um, and this one was super interesting to me. Um, okay. Essentially, it was a study that talked about the fact that business-to-business buyers are contacting sellers late in the sales process. So, in other words, they're doing a ton of research and um, uh, kind of reconnaissance on their own. It says that more than 70% wait to contact sellers until late in the sales process. So, it's really changing the relationship, uh, I think, of salespeople in this no process. And it's something that I've sort of talked about for the last couple of years. Um, and I kind of wanted to see, A, if you've seen this, B, does it surprise you? Um, just kind of get your take on the idea that business to business buyers are contacting essentially us, right? Mm -hmm. Later in the sales process. Okay. So I have not seen that article yet. Um, I have PPB sitting on my desk waiting to be read and I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yep. Um, I've been speaking about this for the last couple of years as well, and I know a lot of times you and I speak about similar things, and they interweave, they go back and forth. Um, it goes right in line to one of the things I always say is that 70% of purchasing decisions are made without human contact. Right. People make decisions online um, before they ever want to contact a human being to deal with it, deal with a human. I mean, you think about a new restaurant opens up in your town. Yeah. The first thing you're going to do is head to Google. You're going to look at Yelp. You're going to look at the reviews. You're going to look at the menu. And this is before the owner has a chance to greet you. You yeah. haven't sat, you haven't sat in a booth and felt how comfortable it is. You haven't looked at the ambiance. You haven't had a cocktail. You haven't experienced anything. And so with, with the fact that 70% of purchasing decisions are made without the assistance of a salesperson, it just completely underscores how critically important it is that your digital real estate is in line. Right. It, 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 to me, it is the biggest indicator of you really need to have your crap together online. <laughs> yeah. You know, I look at a lot of distributors' um, websites, and a lot of them are cookie-cutter websites that are product-focused. Yeah. And all you're doing, if you're a distributor – and you have a cookie-cutter website that is completely focused on the product and not the experience that the product provides, you're doing it wrong because <laughs> all you're doing is putting yourself in a commodity market. And I can go to another website and start comparing pricing. Yeah. That's all you're doing. So I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I've kind of got some hot sports opinions about it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would even say white hot, maybe yeah. even piping hot. Um, but no, I think it's absolutely changed the way we do business. And so we as salespeople, especially in our industry, have to do more outreach. We have to show more value on the front end of the transaction, not just the back end of the transaction. Yeah, no, I had a feeling that you'd have a, a what is it, a piping watt, white hot take on that. Um, yep. But it, the other thing, I think that your point about the digital real estate is exactly right. On the other side, I think, you know, one of the things that I've talked a lot about is the idea that... Um, it's cutting out salespeople, but it's not cutting out marketers. And I no. think marketers are the ones who are on the front end of the conversation. And if we can position ourselves as distributors or suppliers, you know, in that, in, in our respective worlds as marketing experts, well, then we get to be on the front end of the conversation. Correct. And I think that changes your uh, value proposition in a huge way. And so, um, you know, that's why, you know, I talk a lot about that with our team and everybody else's is sure. we need to be on the front end. We need to be the people that they call and say, hey, we've got something coming up and we need your help before they've decided what the theme is, before they've decided right. what the art's going to be. Um, and that's, I think that's something that we focus on a lot. And I think 
you know, good and, um, you know, more ad agency relevant uh, distributors are doing that. Well, here, here, and I, I think you do, and I think you do a great job at it. I think your team does a great job at it. Here's where I sit. Most people, again, are going to, before they decide to do business with you, they're going to do research on the internet. Right. You know, for the first time, in my opinion, in human history, consumers have all the power. Yeah. They have all the power because they can search the internet, they can search Google, they can find out every single thing about you, and again, make a decision about you before you even have a chance right. to overcome an objection that you don't even know is there. Yeah. So I'm a big believer that that digital real estate is so critical because that's the point. All you're trying to do, you're not trying to sell somebody on that front end. All I'm trying to do is make them interested enough to where we can have communication. Yeah. I always look at it like a resume. A lot of people uh, incorrectly think a resume is designed to help you land a job. No. The resume is designed to do one thing and one thing only, to get a meeting in person. That's it. Then you worry about getting the job. You want to stand out with that resume just like you do with your digital real estate. You want to stand out and you want to focus on what you're trying to convert. I'm not trying to sell somebody the second they land on the Promo Corner website. Right. What I am trying to do is interest them enough that they keep going. You've come this far. I'd like to get you to go a little further. And I think if people focus more on that and focus on that type of conversion rather than a sales conversion, I think that's really what uh, – our end or, or what our audience is demanding these days from us. Yeah, no, it's it was super interesting when I when I read that I was like, mm, okay, so that's the trend that I believed was happening, and so now you know there's some studies to back it up. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, it's one of those things, like you said, you're feeling it, but it's uh, when it's validated by numbers and things like that, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's shift a little bit. So I think you've probably seen, and hopefully a lot of our listeners have seen over the course of the last five or six months, um, a movement called Promo Cares. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's and, one of my topics, but so awesome. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's no problem. It's good. This um, is important. It, that, it, that, that validates that it's important. Good. Okay. I was, I was like, man, he's laughing at Promo Cares. That's real awkward. <laughs> but now I know why. So it was a brainchild of, of Roger Burnett and Danny Rosen, and then uh, David Schultz is involved, Tony Waverling from uh, Promo Hunt is involved, and I'm involved. So Mm -hmm. the five of us are kind of starting to kind of curate a lot of stories about how promo can do good in the world, and not just do good from make people feel good, but maybe we look at can we start donating a certain percentage of our profits back to uh, specific causes. Right. And it's really been an honor to, to work on this. We've had, I think, about 22 uh, stories, uh, personal, individual promo care stories. Um, we're hosting that on Promo Corner right now. And we are just launched uh, Promo Cares Radio, which is a podcast um, that uh, Roger's leading up. And, again, telling those stories about how cause marketing is really becoming much more integral in terms of an overall business plan. And so I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts about Promo Cares, what you've seen about it? Because you and I really haven't discussed it very much. Right. Um, And then cause marketing, does it matter to you? And then if it does, what are you doing in terms of cause marketing for Hassaman? So, yeah, I'm super intrigued by the idea of the Promo Cares initiative. I have talked – you and I haven't talked much about it. I talked no. a little bit to Roger um, about it, and um, certainly I've, I've been following the stories. I've been following the idea, and I just love, love, love the concept of, you know, put, putting a name behind it, like the mm-hmm. idea of cause marketing. Um, I'm 
so A, I think that the overall initiative is an amazing idea. Number two, I think the idea of cause marketing is something that um, I'm super intrigued by, and I think I need to really give it more thought and give it more uh, honest consideration because I think uh, this is a piece where it resonates with me, but in answer to your question, I don't know that I'm doing a ton about it. Um, right. And so um, it's a piece that like, I'd kind of like to dig in and hear, you know, some of what, like, I literally was just looking at the, the podcast, to be honest with uh -huh. you. I was going to, that's one of the reasons the topic came up, because I was like, oh, I started to listen. Um, but I want to hear from you about what are some of the things that have kind of jumped out about this from you. Well, you know, again, getting a group of people together who, who really want to do some good. And of course, you know, anytime you get Danny Rosen involved and his yeah. passion to do good in the world is, is always contagious. And then you got someone like a Roger Burnett who, you know, same, same way. So what we're looking at is looking to find suppliers who can, uh, we can provide product searches through Sage and Distributor Central. Yes. Um, that, um, is that the waves I hear in the background? No, that's uh, that's uh, the idea of my wife kind of going in and out onto the deck. It's it's, oh. it's beautiful out there. Oh, hi, Amy. Anyway, so <laughs> um, it's the idea that we can do some product searches um, by um, companies that are going to give a certain percentage back to specific identifiable not-for-profits. So yeah. I think that's where it starts. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things that's really hard to kind of, you know, think about the uh, – the uh, Promo Standards Initiative, I think this is very similar to try to get everybody on the same page. Right, right, right. What's important to one person might not be important to another person. So we're really trying to figure that out right now and what that looks like. Um, but right now the important thing is is to get the message out that, hey, this is cause marketing for us. Yeah. And we want to uh, be part of that. And I think it's important for us as an industry to be a part of that. Well, I, I, one of the things I said to Roger early on, I mean, we were talking about this in, in Vegas um, when he and Danny first started talking about it, is I, I feel like it's one of those where you need the, you know, the um, cookie cutter um, package right. that distributors can just go, okay, I love this idea and I want to be a part of it, but I don't know, you know, what all the details are. So you need the piece where it's like, okay, just do this and this much will go to this already pre-approved, um, uh, nonprofit. And then right. I love the idea that down the road that you can, you can customize it to yeah. say that, Hey, I am creating a, a giant half marathon, all the proceeds go into this thing. And then I'm only going to buy swag to go with it that donate. Um, right. and I think that's when it really could become super powerful, at least from my perspective. And so I love the idea that it's happening. It is, and it's exciting. It's fun to be part of. So I didn't mean to take one of your topics, although it's a good one, and we kind of no, discussed yeah. it, I think, pretty well. So you got a topic you want to bring up that I didn't steal? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, you know um, that I have made a commitment that I'm going to start um, essentially upping my game on the content side for Hosman Marketing. And so... Um, though we certainly create a lot of content through Delivering Marketing Joy, this unscripted podcast, I decided that we're going to start um, doing a blog post every single day on, mm -hmm. on the Hospital Marketing site. And it's a pretty big um, commitment on our end. But I posted one the other day, and it was funny because uh, it, it talked about the power of influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and I had tagged Jeff Hayden. Jeff Hayden is a writer for LinkedIn and Inc.com. Right, and it was, it was funny because I did, I I, I, po I posted something about my book, uh, Fan of Happy, and he commented on it, and now 
a normal post on LinkedIn might get 500 to 1,000 impressions. Mm-hmm. Well, because he posted a comment on it, that particular post got 51,000 <laughs> wow. impressions or views. That's amazing. And so, um, you know, I wrote a blog post about that. And I, I guess I'd be curious to know, because I know that you've had uh, some um, blog posts that have kind of blown up. Yeah. Um, number one, was it because a certain like an influencer took it off or was it that it, you know, we were also talking about the idea that, Hey, we, I think this one's good. And so no one listens. So I'm just yeah. curious to see what, if there's any uh, similar formula for the things that take off for you. No. Um, I think you, because you've done such great work with delivering marketing joy and you have been very purposeful in talking to people like Jeff Hayden and people like you've been fortunate enough to get, him on the on on yeah. delivering marketing joy and Seth Godin, you've had some of those brushes with influencers, yeah. as I would like to call it. Um, I don't think I've ever had that, although I'm not at that level. I've never I've never hit the level you hit in terms of reach, which I'm I'm really jealous of. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's called luck. So, it, it, so really funny is I ca- I tagged him on it and he said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I don't think I would have had that influence. Maybe Sir Richard Branson liked your comment and you didn't notice." Uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, but there's been times in our little wonderful little world of promo where maybe it struck a chord with uh, uh, of some of our influences in our industry, whether it's a, a Promo Kitchen, uh, Danny Rosen, a Mark yeah. Graham, you. Um, so there's been times where certainly I've had blog posts take off that I didn't expect. But most of the times it's when it's a personal story. That's what I find, at least for me, mm. when my stuff, my content really gets a life of its own. It's when I peel another layer of the onion away, right. for lack of a better term. Like I'm, I'm still surprised, overwhelmed, humbled, delighted. So many more adjectives I could throw on there from the skewcast I did with Bobby and Mark a few weeks ago. Um, and, and that's, as, you know, not that I'm, ever really dishonest, but that's the most honest I've been in a broadcast environment where, hey, yeah, I did get fired from Halo because I was a (laughs) shitty employee for the last six months. And hey, yeah, I'm still scared every single day um, that I'm not good enough, that I'm I'm a fraud and people are going to figure me out. And so I, I think those are the type of things that really, for me, in my perspective, those are things that really have connected with people. So it's funny you say that the honesty piece, um, and there's a great, um, in the book Creativity Inc., Ed mm-hmm. Catmull talks about the difference between mm-hmm. honesty and candor. I turned you on to that book. Yes, you did. And, and so what I would say is that you were more candid. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. that you ever lied before. Right. You were just more candid in that place that and I, I know that sometimes that feels like semantics, but I think it's different. No, I agree. I would agree. Yeah, it was really, really good on that that podcast, by the way. Oh, thank, uh, thank you. Again, it's, you know, I, I, it's the only podcast I think I've ever listened to of my own. So. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do this one. Okay. I, I've got a cut. I've got two that I'd like to go over before we go into fill in the blank. And then hopefully you have one uh, chambered and ready to go. What is the one promo topic you're tired of discussing that you just don't want to have it anymore? I've got one ready to go, but I, there is one I'm done with. I don't um, want to talk about it anymore. So I, I'm not sure if this is a specifically a promo topic, but the thing that popped into my head, and this is what I try to do when you throw these at me, yeah. is the first thing that pops in my head is millennials. Damn um, it. 
Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, and so, but I think not because I'm annoyed with millennials. It's because it goes back to our conversation last week about the um, the rising stars. Yep. Is that I don't see this as an issue. I'm, candidly, I don't think either of us ever have seen nope. it as an issue. Is we just, you know, they're younger than us and, and they're doing awesome things. And so yeah. I'm over the idea that, you know, I think that uh, boomers and Gen Xers need to suck less at leading <laughs> if we yeah. want millennials to be better. So I think you had said there's a different term for them now instead of uh, the millennial piece it's I next gen or something like next that. next gen yeah uh, i think they I like, like that to be better. called next gen I like yeah that well and, and when i again when i come up with the topic of course I, i'm going to think about what i want to respond with yeah and what i wrote down was millennial marketing yeah i'm so tired of how do we market to millennials <laughs> you know we and, and i don't and again it's not a negative millennial thing but i think we've lost sight of we're trying we're, we're people trying to connect with other people yes and because we've lost sight of that, we're worried about what is this ginormous group of individuals who now represent the largest workforce in in the country, um, what do they want to hear? Man, there are so <laughs> many different things that people want to hear in that group. It, it's it's I, Can't we just try to connect as people, yeah. whether we're baby boomers, whether we're Gen Xers, whether we're next gen or millennials <laughs> or Gen Z or whatever? I just want to be people yeah. again. Star and, Trek, and f- the next generation. That's right. Live long and prosper. <laughs> All right, Kirby, you got another topic, a real quick one? You know, uh, real quick. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's got me thinking about, um, you know, obviously, as you said, in authenticity and transparency, I'm at the beach. And I, I often wonder why I, I love it here. And I think it's the water. There's a yeah. little bit of a meditative purpose um, for me. And I think it's funny because, you know, you and I have both talked about the need for some level of meditation in our lives. Yes. And I think one of the reasons people find uh, beach vacations, water vacations, therapeutic, for lack of a better term, is because it's the one place where we do allow ourselves that time, Mm -hmm. that time to meditate. And so I didn't know what your thought is about if you've been doing any more meditation or if you agree with that assertion. Just let me know. I agree with your assertion. I I continue to... um, do a very simplistic form of meditation that I've done for a couple of years. Um, I'm looking to get more involved in that, and I've had some conversations with Charlie Johnson a- about it because, um, you know, obviously he's very mm-hmm. big into meditation, and I do find it very beneficial. And I think it's one of those things when you're at the beach, you know, uh, a lot of people like to, I just want to hear the sound of the ocean. I just right. want to hear the waves, right? And I just said, you know, was that the waves I just heard in the background? I got jealous <laughs> for a second. Um, and I think it's because it's it's – you unplug. You truly unplug. You don't have any music on. There's no TV in the background. You're not on your phone. You're just kind of standing there with your hands on your hips, watching the waves come in. Mm. And that's and I'm a, just such a big believer. That's when in those moments of clarity in your mind, that's when the real magic happens. Mm. That's when real ideas just wow. I didn't hadn't thought of things that way. Right. So I do agree with you. Cool. All right, one quick one, and then uh, let's go into fill in the blank. So we are just up against Father's Day, which I think you're aware of. Um, A1 Steak Sauce has released a line of meat-scented candles (laughs) just in time for Father's Day. Kirby, can I put you down for a spare ribs or a pork butt candle? No, I love that idea. That's fantastic. It was funny. We were walking down the street yesterday and somebody was obviously grilling out and I'm like, mm, that smells good. If if the candle is well done and it really smells like grilled meat, I'm in. I am okay. in. 
All I mean, right, it sounds, so I'm not going to call it the pork butt, but yes, I. Uh, Amy, Amy, so hopefully you're listening. That's what Kirby wants now for Father's <laughs> Day. But you know what everybody in the promotional industry wants, Kirby? What's that, Bill? They want to work with Gold Star because they're the industry. They have the industry's largest selection of full color decorated light uh, writing instruments. Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough about Gold Star. Yeah. They are the key. When it comes to simplicity, and simple is not always easy. Right. Simple is not easy to implement, and so they have that simple color decorated plastic pen. It makes it very simple to get the color you need. Uh, free ground shipping on all writing instruments. Always, it's it's easy to do business with them. I, I love you know my saying: don't make it hard for me to give you my money. <laughs> exactly. They do not make it hard for you. They make it very easy to conduct the transaction. We have a special offer for this episode. This episode only, Kirby. A free 100-piece self-promo offer on Gold Star's new Vision Bright's Frost nice. Pen. Great pen. Offered 13 awesome colors. Made in the USA. And features their famous, oh, oh so famous, ever-smooth ink. So contact Gold Star today through CommonSkew or your favorite search platform. Or you can even email them at sales at goldstarpens.com. Just mention the unscripted podcast. And they're going to go ahead and get you started on that. So, Kirby, with that... Are you ready for a little fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. I'm ready. Do you want Do you want to start off? Yeah, sure. So we talk a lot about branding. Yes, and we it, do. It occurs to me that I, someone asked me the other day, they're like, hey, what brand of TV is good? And I'm like, I have no idea what brand of TV is good anymore. So, okay. But it, it made me think, the one thing you buy where brands really matter is? Automobile. Hmm, okay. Automobile. Um, I, I am brand loyal to electronics and yeah. cars and things like that. Um, but with cars, it's it's going to be a Nissan product. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nissan. Okay. I like so, it. So yeah. So I, every Nissan I've ever had has been nothing but spectacular. Um, I drive an Infinity right now, a Nissan product. I love it. So I'm pretty brand loyal um, when it comes to that. So I like it. okay, cool. I like it, Kirby. Your favorite Father's Day memory is blank. My favorite Father's Day memory, you know, pretty simplistic when it comes to Father's Day. I actually don't like doing a bunch of fancy stuff. Um, back when Coshocton had a country club, we would go to the pool mm-hmm. and hang out for the day and grill out. And so uh, just just hang out with, with the fam. So it's it's nice. pretty simple, pretty easy. But yeah, every every time I get a chance to do that, I'm down. I like that. Cool. I like that. All right. If you had to start your career over again, you would have a career as? Broadcaster. Um, so I'll be real transparent here. Um, <laughs> I always wanted to go into broadcasting. Yeah. Um, it was it was a dream of mine. I wanted to do sports broadcasting. I was never a good enough athlete to certainly <laughs> be a professional one. Um, and I... Um, and I, I'll be honest, I've had this conversation with my parents, so I'll just be honest with them. They talked me out of it, and I let them. Um, right. I, in college, I, I wanted to go uh, to focus on broadcasting, and my mom was like, you know you're going to move around all over the place for years, and you're never going to plant down roots. And my dad would say, you know, that's a really hard business. I don't know if you're cut out for it. And it wasn't <laughs> he wasn't necessarily being discouraging, but it ended up discouraging me, and, and I, I – I wish I, I love what I do now. I am so passionate about the promotion products industry, and I love what I do. But I'm not going to lie; there are times where I wish 
um, especially when people come and say, hey, you know, you're really good at the transitions when you do the commercials at, in Unscripted and all that. There are times where I wish I could just focus on broadcasting. But yeah. that, that ship has sailed a long time ago. You didn't know it was going to take a little melancholy turn there, did you, Kirby? <laughs> I, I always have a feeling you can go off on a rant. <laughs> oh, there's no rant there. It's <laughs> I just know, fact. Just, just teasing. All right, Kirby. The best day of every week is... The best day of every week is Sunday. Okay. So, and it's funny because when I was in college, Sunday was my least favorite day because Amy went to Kent State. I went Mm -hmm. to West Liberty. It was three and a half hours away. Right. And so we visited on weekends and literally all day Sunday, I would dread the drive back. Uh, And we got done with college and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, Sundays are actually pretty good days. And it's not because I dread Mondays. I don't. Um, right. But I'm, I don't live for Fridays. And so I would mm-hmm. say that Sundays are probably my favorite day. Yeah. No, I love that. Love that. So I know you love to cook. And now I, I see that you're all about smoking the meat. I am. The reason you enjoy that is? The theater of it. I love to truly barbecue. It is a slow process. And um, to... Uh, find the right cut of meat, which is important. To tr- I've learned how to trim the meat properly, to season it properly, to control the temperature on the smoker, which can be challenging at times if it's raining or if it's a little chilly out, um, and to get the meat, pull the meat off at the right time so that it's not overcooked, that it's just juicy, it's just perfectly juicy. I love learning how to do those things, and to me it's the whole theater of it. So I just enjoy being outside and that's kind of my meditation place. I like it. So I will, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I smoked a brisket. And, man, I got up at 5 in the morning, pulled out the brisket, and, you know, unwillingly on a Sunday morning. And, and I loved every second of it. And I was outside from 5 in the morning until about 5.30 at night. And I, I just like the whole theater of it. I love that it takes a long time to produce something like that. And that not everybody can do it. I I don't know that I'll ever get used to hearing you say that you smoked a brisket, but that's fine. Sounds good. Well, that's okay. That's all right. (laughs) All right, Kirby. The last movie you walked out of because it was so horrific was? The last movie I – God, I can't remember. I I, I don't think I've ever – that I can remember walked out of a movie that was – Bad. Now you've like, never turned off a movie, or oh, just, that's okay. Not. So, you, but again, once I do that, once I've plopped down the money, I'm apparently too cheap to walk out. Clearly, uh, you know, I think the um, Tropic Thunder was one that everybody told me was going to be awesome, but yeah. neither my wife nor I liked at all. Uh, was a little bit, uh, I don't know. I I am not offended by language. I think you know that, but there was a point at which I just felt like it was. They were doing it for the purpose of it, and uh, I did not enjoy Tropic Thunder. That, that, okay. that, that's what pops into my head. That's, that's, a, that's a fair answer, Kirby, because you gave it. Fair. So, Kirby, I've got some rapid fire. Are you okay, ready? I'm ready. All right. So this is I have a, because I called you the commander of crayons and coloring books. <laughs> okay. These are all crayon colors. Are you ready? Sure. Outrageous orange or burnt sienna? Burnt sienna. Dandelion? Goldenrod. Goldenrod. Electric lime or screaming green? Electric lime. Periwinkle or cadet blue? <laughs> cadet blue. Shocking pink or pink flamingo? Pink flamingo. It's just more fun to say. Pink or Katy Perry? <laughs> oh, pink. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Kirby, 
You have successfully answered all the rapid-fire one-word uh, questions today, so I appreciate that. Um, and you know what else I appreciate, Kirby? What's that, Bill? The good, good, good goods at Colab. Yeah. Because they are sponsoring this uh, Balsa Wood Level podcast today. <laughs> and we talked about it's Bam Bams and T-Shirt Tycoon coming together, collaborating. And I love when companies collaborate. You know, a lot of times you can do more together than you can apart. And they're collaborating to give you a single PO solution with a single project manager for all your private label needs. They're launching again at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th. So go ahead and learn more at ttycoon.com slash collab. You can read all about it there. You can even set an appointment because they have a meeting room uh, at the convention center where ASI Chicago is going to be held. And they will schedule a presentation for you right then and there. So go ahead and go to ttycoon.com slash collab. Not going to be sorry that you did. Kirby, this has been a lot of podcasting today. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) But it was fun. All right. Hey, have a good vacation, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.